there's definitely a lot you can do with body weight. Um, and you could also, you could also build muscle, you know, with endurance activity as well. So it's not just, you know, pumping iron. So there's a lot of body weight exercises that you could do, um, to build strength and muscle. And, um, and there are, you know, certain things that you could purchase, or you could just do it without purchasing anything. So things like, um, you know, just things like push-ups, even the, even the modified push-up, right? Where you're, you're using your knees instead of doing the full-on where you're, you've got your, you're on your toes and then your hands and, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your push-ups. There's burpees, there's, um, you know, things like, even just like, you know, jumping jacks, you know? Yeah. It's just a matter of, I would just say moving your body to start um and then you can kind of build on it over time there are things that like uh, there's a, a glute bridge exercise that i would do a lot with my clients i'm jackie reed emmy award-winning journalist longtime tv and radio host and vegan i created this podcast to give you tips on how easy delicious inexpensive healthy and fun eating vegan can be we'll also talk wellness and just how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. I'm so glad you could be with me this week for this episode, which is all about building strength and gaining muscle while living a plant-based life. Now, as part of my Veganuary series, we've been talking so much about food here on the show, right? I really wanted to lean into something different and something that I really care about, and I know a lot of you do too, and that is fitness. Now, I know this concept can be a little difficult to grasp for those who don't understand how eating vegan works, but my special guest today, Gigi Carter, shares how realistic gaining muscle and strength can be on a vegan diet. Now, Gigi is a nutritionist and a personal trainer. She gives us the reel on what to eat while training and what we need to do in the gym to gain and tone. You are really in for a good one, so get ready to take some notes. You can pause here and go grab pen and paper. You're gonna wanna remember a lot of what you hear here today because Gigi is dropping all the gems for us. So let's get to it. Hi, Gigi. How are you doing? Hi, Jackie. I'm doing great. It's good to see <laughs> you. You know, once I mentioned that I was going to be participating in your Daniel's Fast, people are like, oh my God, they want to know more. So I'm excited. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Okay. But first, what people may not have, you know, when I interviewed you on IG Live, they may not know, you know, your uh, background as a nutritionist and a fitness mm -hmm. trainer. With that in mind, I want to talk about something that people who are maybe thinking about going, you know, eating vegan or they're already eating vegan, they think that they wonder to themselves, how am I going to build muscle? How mm -hmm. am I going to gain strength? Right. And so I want to break that down today. So okay. for, you know, for people that are wondering this, you know, and, and I like to think that when you are eating vegan, you're eating food. Um, and so when you're intentional about the way that you eat proteins, the way that you take in calories um, mm -hmm. on a daily basis, when you eat a, 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 you know, a non-vegan diet, 
you approach it pretty much the same. Is that the same on a vegan diet when you're trying to gain muscle and gain strength? Yeah, I would say, you know, it, it, it's really, first of all, you can put your mind at ease. You can absolutely build strength, build muscle on a vegan diet. And it really comes down to variety and then getting enough calories. And so depending on the type of activity that you're doing to build strength and muscle, so there's kind of two main kind of types. There's the endurance type where it's primarily cardiovascular exercise, like running or cycling or, you know, those sorts of things. And then there's more kind of like strength building where you're like hitting the weights pretty hard and you're trying to bulk up and get a lot of muscle tone and definition. And so regardless of what type of exercise you're, you know, focused on, you can absolutely build muscle and strength on a vegan diet. Um, so I would say that, so I'm an endurance athlete. I mentioned that I've done a lot of long distance bike races. You know, I started racing at 42 years old and I'm 49 now. And, um, and so for me, it's all about the variety and then also when I eat and how frequently I eat because of the nature of that type of exercise, um, you have to fuel your body with enough calories, but again, that variety. So it's really about those food groups, you know, your vegetables, your whole grains, your legumes, your fruits, your nuts and seeds. Those main food groups are what, you know, will fuel your body and give you all the protein, all the amino acids you need um, in order to synthesize those <laughs> proteins to build the muscle um, on a vegan diet. Well, you know, let me be honest, because I have always been into fitness. I'm no expert, but I've, you know, always really been into it and leaned into it. But since becoming vegan, I do have to say, I am a little, con like, how do I make sure that I'm eating enough calories? And, and I, I, you know, because it just, it just feels different. Sometimes I feel like I should be eating more if I'm just eating beans and, and grains and vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, and then if I'm laying back on the carbs, right? If I'm trying to not eat as many carbs on a vegan diet, how do, how do I know I'm getting enough, um, uh, you know, enough of what I need to work mm -hmm. out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say that, um, you know, it, it might even be helpful just to do a, new, a little nutritional analysis of a typical day, okay? And you could do that on your own, or you could have someone do it for you. Um, but what I recommend is kind of just looking at a normal day and then writing down all the different foods that you're eating, incorporating your activity level and when you do it, and then, you know, figuring out, one, do I feel satisfied? You know, am I feeling like I, you know, like I've eaten? Um, and then two, am I getting enough calories? So for most people, depending on their activity level, um, your caloric needs can range anywhere from, you know, say 12 or 1300 a day upwards of, in my case, I, you know, on some days I, I have to eat at least 3000 calories. And, um, and so, you know, depending on your activity level, if you're working out, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, you know, that's going to look different than if you're just, you know, if you're doing like a 10 minute walk or something, or if you're doing, you know, a three hour run outside. So um, it's really about 
kind of breaking down those foods and then looking at the nutrients in those foods and then determining if, you know, do you feel satisfied? Um, and if you are losing weight, are you losing, are you losing fat mass or are you losing muscle mass? And, um, you know, I, unless there's some other underlying condition, most people will lose the fat mass um, if they're being physically active while they're eating a whole food plant-based diet. Okay. So I, I like that. So you're basically saying, I just want to make sure I'm wrapping my head around this because this is so mm -hmm. personal for me, this particular. Yeah. Aspect. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying, look at the amount of activity that you're doing and uh -huh. then, then, you know, met, you know, compare that to the calories that you'll need based on right. what you're doing, you know, right. if, because if you're in the middle of, you know, a pandemic, you're not commuting, you're not walking as much, or, you know, mm -hmm. or around a building, you're working from home, you're, you know, and maybe you're not exercising as much as you used to be. Okay, I'm talking about myself so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, is, is this a nutrition consult? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're still eating the same amount of food then yeah. you know what I mean then you've got to look at it because I'm working out here and there but I'm definitely not as consistent that I used yeah. to, as I used to be and yeah. so you know what I mean so I feel myself gaining weight and no I'm not feeling it it's I'm gaining it um, okay okay but that, you know but that's interesting but I, but I'm always some some days I'll be because I'm still just three years in so I'm really just learning how to eat um, I'm, I'm still learning how to eat vegan, um, in a healthy, I mean, I have it down for the most part, but when it comes to working out and trying mm -hmm. to lose weight, gain muscle, all those things. So, so I like that you said that, cause that, that's a good way to approach it no matter where, um, someone is. Now, this is something else I want you to talk about because a lot of people, and I think we talked about this before have this misconception that if you're eating vegan, now this is not me, <laughs> if you're eating, right. vegan, you're automatically eating healthy. So if your goal is to gain muscle and build strength, mm -hmm. is eating a more whole foods, plant-based diet, the you know, you're already eating plant-based, but it, it doesn't matter what you eat. Absolutely. Not all calories are the same. Um, so when you're, I, I love that question um, because I've had clients that have, you know, when I've talked to them uh, initially, they, I would talk to them about a whole food plant-based vegan diet and they would go to Whole Foods and they'd see a, a vegan, you know, chocolate chip cookie and they're like, oh, I could eat this. And I'm like, well, you could, but it's not going to necessarily help you with your goals. <laughs> it's like, so I'm glad you mentioned that up front. It's good to address it up front. Um, yes. So um, and the reason why a whole food plant-based um, nutrition plan is, and I would go so far as to say superior to um, just, a, just a vegan, a quote unquote vegan diet, which could be any, any sort of you know, food product that just doesn't have animal products in it, is that when you're eating whole foods in or close to their most natural state, getting all those beneficial phytochemicals and antioxidants. And the reason why that's so important when you're talking about building strength and, um, or endurance or anything like that is because those phytochemicals are, these are basically, phyto means plant. So these are plant chemicals that are only found in whole plant foods that are basically medicine for our, our cells. And what they do is they do things like lower the inflammation level in our body. 
So whenever you exercise, you're introducing inflammation in your body naturally, which is a good thing because then it sets off a trigger of things, other activities within your body to then repair it. Well, what makes a whole food plant-based vegan diet so powerful are those phytochemicals that accelerate the repair at a cellular level that allow you to continue training and getting more gains as you continue to train. And so that's why you hear, you know, you hear about these athletes that go vegan. They're, well, they're going whole food, plant-based vegan, because what they're doing is that you, you have to stress your body out in order to build it stronger and perform better. And so when you're eating this way, your recovery is faster. So you stress it, you recover it, and it improves. And you just repeat that cycle over and over. And so that's what happens you know, when you're, when you're eating this way is because you're, you're stressing your body with exercise, you're recovering quickly, so you're able to stress it more to get more gains. And so, um, honestly, that's the only reason why I became an athlete, an amateur athlete at the age of 42 is because when I started eating this way, I literally had so much energy. I hadn't, I just didn't know what to do with myself. Mm. And I just, I, I started cycling and then I got a taste of what it would be like to race. And so when I was 42, I started bike racing and, um, and my gains were just enormous. People were just blown away. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just did that. You just started cycling like a year ago. And so, but it was all because of my diet. I mean, obviously you have to train consistently and all that, but it was that cycle. It was break down your body, you recover, recover quickly, and then you get those performance gains and you just keep repeating that. I love that. And I'm so glad we're talking about this because I think, and I know you know this because you know, you're, you're aware of what's going on in the world. You know, while veganism is gaining popularity, right? More and more people are leaning into it. Celebrities are talking about it. It's everywhere. Um, a big part of that is the types of food that we're seeing are, you know, the fried this, the fried cauliflower, you know what I mean? The impossible burgers, the things that people think, well, if I'm eating vegan, you know, then I'm going to be healthier. And that is not the case. And it's, mm -hmm. and, and that's why I really wanted to talk to you because, you know, of your leaning into whole foods and really a healthy vegan diet. And it's so important because right. people are thinking, you know, oh, wait, I can, I can eat, you know, a meatball Subway sandwich, a vegan meatball Subway <laughs> sandwich with cheese and, and be, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, and I think that this conversation needs to be had more that people need to, uh -uh. those things yeah. are still considered cheat days. Those things are still considered treats. It should not be your way of eating every day. Would you not agree? I agree 100%. Absolutely. And I think that part of, you know, part of it is that, you know, it depends on the angle where someone's coming from, right? And so um, I think I saw a meme that showed, you know, um, the, the vegan that uh, went vegan for animal reasons compared to the vegan that went <laughs> vegan for health reasons. And they had this, like, this, this out of shape guy, you know, who was... <laughs> vegan for animal reasons and then this right. buffed you know muscle back who <laughs> went vegan for health reasons so it just it encapsulates that in one picture in one meme but it's 
It's so true. And so why not, you know, why not have it all? Why not have your health and all the other benefits of, you know, adopting a whole food plant-based vegan diet, you know, lighter footprint on the planet, you know, more kind, you know, less cruelty to animals. So you can have all three with a whole food plant-based diet. You can't necessarily have all three with a junk food vegan diet. You cannot. So <laughs> I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but give us an idea, Gigi, of if you're in training mode, right? And you're trying to just build your, your endurance up, your strength up. You're just trying to be at your athletic best. Take me through a day of what you eat, of what you yeah, would eat. No. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, um, so breakfast is, and I typically do my workouts in the morning. So I do a lot of like whole grains and fruits earlier in the morning. So it'll be, I'll have like three slices of Ezekiel toast with almond butter and a bowl of oatmeal, but it's just loaded with fruit, you know, a variety of fruit, usually berries, bananas, um, whatever seasonal fruit there is. Like I'll, in the summer, I'll do peaches, um, you know, or melon or something. I mean, I just throw everything in that bowl with some chia seeds and, um, you know, just a little almond milk or something and goji berries or some, you know, sort of a dried fruit like that. And I do that because, you know, when I'm getting ready to do a heavy workout, so my heavy workouts would typically be like three hours on the bike. And that bike workout will cause me to burn over 2000 calories in that, in that time frame. So I have to kind of carbo load, but I do it with complex carbohydrates because it, it gives you more of a slower release through your workout. And, um, and then while I'm working out, I make my own sports drinks. So I just do um, just a concoction of just diluted orange juice. And sometimes I'll put a little pinch of salt in there um, just to keep my electrolytes in balance. And, um, and then water, of course. And so that's how I stay hydrated because I'm literally, um, especially in, with COVID, I'm not really riding outside that much and it's you know, a little cold here, but you know, I will, I will lose a lot of water. I have to put towels like around my bike because it just kind of drains, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm fueling myself while I'm on the ride. And then after the ride, I typically eat this huge salad and the salad is just, and it's not the salad, you know, you and I grew up with, which was like this little iceberg lettuce plate with like two little slices of mushy tomato. No, it's not like that. You know what I'm talking about. Do I? Oh my God. The mushy tomato. That's what got me. I know. No, my salad is 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 this huge, almost like a mixing bowl size uh, salad with just a huge amount of dark leafy greens. And I'll mix it up. I'll do, um, you know, baby lettuce. I'll do some kale, you know, some spinach, just kind of mix it up. Uh, the equivalent of about two cups of some sort of a legume. It'll be like either a lentil or a chickpea or black bean or some mix of, of beans. Um, and then a rainbow of different vegetables. I'll put an entire cucumber, like maybe two or three carrots, you know, some beets, you know, just 
I just, I look at the, I, I visually look at it and I just, I mean, I literally like take a note. Okay. I see some red in there. You know, I see some green, I see some white, I see some, so I, I want orange, you know, I want to see that rainbow. And, um, and then I'll typically add some sort of a healthy plant fat, like either sliced avocado or hemp hearts or something or pumpkin seeds. Um, and then, you know, I'll dress it and then that'll be kind of my, and, and quinoa, that's another thing I like adding to my salad, mm -hmm. you know, about a half a cup to a cup of quinoa just to get, you know, that uh, additional whole grain in there. And that is basically what I eat when I get off the bike. And it's so big that um, one, you get full off of it just because it's, you know, because it is a very filling meal, one, because of the volume, but also um, just because of the fiber and water content and whole plant foods, you know, you're, and this is why a lot of people will lose weight on a whole food plant-based diet is it does expand your stomach. So it takes me a while to eat it, but I do get through it. Um, and then later in the day, people are like, you could still eat after that. And I'm like, yes, I can. And so later in the day, I'll typically have, you know, some sort of a, um, I might do like a, a whole grain, a whole wheat pasta dish with a bunch of different vegetables and some other legume, like a cannellini bean with it, or I'll do a stir fry or a veggie stir fry with maybe some tempeh in it or edamame. Um, but it's still, you know, in keeping with the whole plant foods and it's still, you know, heavy on vegetables, heavy on legumes um, and, and just the, the variety of it. Um, and certainly, you know, when, when, you're, when you're doing kind of in that heavy training mode, you know, the hydration is also super, super important just to continue to drink. Just, I'm just a big fan of plain water. I know it sounds boring, but <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> no, it, let me tell you, I really had to lean into that um, too. Since I've been home, um, I really had to remind myself. And so I got a big water pitcher, you know, filtered water. And I just drink it throughout the day. Water is so important, but you just, you know, people kind of forget about it. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it really is good for your skin as well as the rest of your body. Now, let me ask you this, Gigi, because a lot of people, um, well, b before we talk about resources, and I, I want to circle back to that because, you know, you come to this conversation with a lot of knowledge about nutrients and just you know, what to eat in general. Some people may just be starting and they're like goji berries. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, so I, I want to yeah. circle back and talk about like, if someone is, is getting, getting ready to go to the grocery store or they're looking, maybe they just want to kind of wing it and say, let me just put some things in my oatmeal. And, you know, how do you know what to choose? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. How do you know to put chia yeah. seeds in or hemp seeds or, you know, it, there's a, there's a lot of information. So I guess I'll set it up. I'll go ahead and ask you that now. Like how do people who don't have uh, the nutritional education that you have, mm -hmm. you know, what are the resources to, and, and how do you make it plain? Where do you begin to take this knowledge in? Yeah. Yeah. That's Without a great having question. To go to school. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so there are um, certainly, obviously, I'm going to put a plug in for the Daniel Fast. That's, <laughs> that's one of the big, the big things you get. So this is one of the things that makes the Daniel, our Daniel Fast program different than others is because we do provide that whole food plant-based nutrition. So all the nutrition education in the program um, is basically, you know, an extension of what we're talking about here. 
Um, so, um, so there's that piece of it. But also, I would just say, um, start, I would just say, start with just the concepts of the food groups. So you've got vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, and legumes are beans, peas, lentils, you know, that includes tofu and tempeh. Um, and then you've got your nuts and seeds and your herbs and spices. So they, that's kind of your main food group. And within vegetables, I should put a plug in for mushrooms because I'm a huge mushroom fan. And um, yeah. <laughs> I love my oyster mushrooms. Don't get me started, but I love mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm on a shiitake kick right now, but I love yeah. oysters. In <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> lion's um, mane, isn't that a, a mushroom? Yeah. Yes, I just discovered this and it's it, it's in a, a a drink that I've been drinking this mud water thing that's all the craze now and I had uh -huh. no idea it even existed but it's been a learning but yes I love mushrooms too go on <laughs> <laughs> continue yeah, yeah. um yes yeah, so, <laughs> so um so once you get your head wrapped around the food groups then I would say you then look at each food group and then figure out how you're going to get each one incorporated into your daily routine. And so when you think about vegetables, um, what I advise is, you know, getting at least seven servings of vegetables a day, three of which are dark leafy greens, okay? And I say that because, um, one, it has a great crowding out effect, you know, especially if you're, if you're tempted to eat, you know, some of the junk food, it kind of helps to kind of take a little bit of the edge off from feeling the need to reach for that, you know, those bags, that bag of cookies, it kind of, you know, because of what it does to your body. Um, but so seven servings of vegetables a day, I would strive for, you know, maybe three to five servings of fruit um, a day. And so I try to at least get in one serving of berries and we're blessed these days because we could just go to whatever grocery store year round and get even frozen berries. Um, that you could add either to your oatmeal or a smoothie, because that's what we do right now if we've got frozen berries in the freezer and we're making the oatmeal and at the very end of, when, right before the oatmeal's done, we throw the berries in just so they melt a little bit so the ice comes off. Now, that's because we don't plan ahead to thaw, we just kind of, you know, make it. So, um, so you've got your berries, you've got your three to five servings of fruit. Um, I would say try to get in about, you know, a little, some mushrooms, um, you know, between, I would say a quarter of a cup to a cup a day, um, you know, whatever, whatever you're able to, to do with that, your whole grains. So um, typically, you know, I would say four to five servings of whole grains, depending on how your activity level, if you're not real active, maybe you go down a little bit on the whole grains. Um, and then your nuts and seeds. So here is where, you know, it depends on your goal. So if you're trying to lose weight, okay, I, I typically suggest about, you know, two tablespoons of nuts or seeds. And I say that because they're so calorically dense that if you're trying to lose weight, you can completely hijack your ability to shed those pounds on a whole food plant-based diet if you're eating too much of those calorically dense kind of nuts and seeds. You still want the benefit of them, the nutrient benefit, but you don't want it to dominate your, your, your daily routine. Um, so, and then I would say, and then you just flavor all your food with those herbs and spices. I mean, you know, there's benefits in 
turmeric, right, and the anti-inflammatory effects of the uh, curcumin and turmeric. So um, you want to incorporate some of that into your into your plate as well. I love that. I'm glad we talked about um, nuts because I've been hearing from a lot of people, including one of my dearest friends, who is who wants to do this, but has nut allergies. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people think of, I know I do, uh, I think about peanut butter, raw nuts mm -hmm. and things like that as a source of protein. And it's in so many things, um, you know, well, e even if you make it from scratch, if you want to make a, you know, Alfredo sauce, there's, there's, you know, uh, cashews in involved in that in so many cases. And in a lot, a lot of the butters, the vegan butters that are on the market, right? And well, you can do soy or rice or different types of milk, but nuts are a big part of the vegan diet. Um, how, you know, can someone still lean into a whole foods healthy diet um, and eat vegan too and, and be healthy and avoid nuts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I um, actually worked with a school here uh, in the Seattle area in Washington state uh, who went, complete changed to a completely plant-based menu and we had a similar situation where we were coming up with recipes um, for any kids that had nut allergies and um, you know there are things like pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds so you can do like a sunflower butter on your toast instead of a peanut butter if you've got a you know nut allergy or or anything like that. So you, there are alternatives that you can introduce. You know, hemp seeds and hemp hearts are typically um, friendly to people who have nut allergies. So um, I would just say look for some of those alternatives. Um, and then things like the Alfredo sauce, for example, um, you know, I there are recipes out there that strictly use like just the cauliflower for the yeah. for the cream sauce and the Alfredo. So you would just you know eliminate the nuts, and then you get your your nut or or your excuse me your healthy plant fat from like seeds or something like that. Um, so yeah, there the, you can you have to make some accommodations. Of course, there's some recipes you'd need to tweak, but it is possible. Well, let's get out of the kitchen and let's get into the gym. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about <laughs> what people need to be doing if they want to build muscle and strength, what kind of uh, routines they should lean into, particularly if they can't get to, you know, a, a gym. You know, a lot of people, mm -hmm. some people may have gyms in their homes. Maybe they do have access. Some people do, some people don't. So I guess let's kind of talk in general. Okay. Yeah, so um, there's definitely a lot you can do with body weight, um, and you could also you could also build muscle, you know, with endurance activity as well. So it's not just you know pumping iron. So there's a lot of body weight exercises that you can do um, to build strength and muscle, and um, and there are you know certain things that you could purchase or you could just do it without purchasing anything. So. Things like, um, you know, just things like push-ups, even the, even the modified push-up, right? Where you're, you're using your knees instead of doing the full-on where you're, you've got your, you're on your toes and then your hands and, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your push-ups. There's burpees. There's, um, you know, things like even just like, you know, jumping jacks, you know. Yeah. It's just a matter of, I would just say, moving your body to start. Um, and then you can kind of build on it over time. There are things that, like, uh, there's a, 
a glute bridge exercise that I would do a lot with my clients in the bridge in the in the gym. Um, you know, Is that when you're uh, on where, your back and you lift up your hips, kind of thing. Right. And squeeze right. Your, and you're, squeeze your glutes. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. And that's well. the base. <laughs> Yeah, that's the basic, and you can get fancy with that one. You could do it where you're just you're you're you've got one leg sticking straight up in the air, and you're coming down on the other leg. So all you know that whole leg that's doing the movement of lifting your butt, you know, off the floor and bringing it, controlling it back down. That is giving you a great workout for your glutes as well as your hamstrings, yeah. um, which are those muscles on the back of the legs. And so you are, you know, there's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of different exercises, full body, some just targeting certain muscles um, that you could do. Even with the push-up I mentioned, you know, when, you, you, when you're doing a push-up, you've got your hands kind of, you know, in line with your shoulders and you're coming down. Well, you could bring your hands in and really target your triceps, these muscles on the back mm -hmm. of your arms um there's the dips wings, you can the wings. yeah the bat wings yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the, and those tricep dips you know you can do on the steps yeah. where you're kind of you know lifting yourself up off the steps and depending on where you position your feet will determine how difficult or easy that that exercise is so when your feet are straight out and your legs are straight it's more difficult versus having a bent knee with your feet you know, closer, um, closer to your, um, to your butt. So um, it's a little bit easier when you do it that way. But that's actually a great exercise. I do it with people of all ages. Like I've yeah. got clients who are in their 70s. And we're doing that. Um, we're doing tricep dips. So um, definitely a great one to add to your uh, routine. <laughs> yeah, it is an oldie, but a goodie, right? That's it is. Really it one. is. What about cardio? If you're yeah. trying to, how, if you're, if you want to build muscle and strength, how does cardio factor into all of this? Yeah. Yeah. Cardio is so important, um, you know, uh, for heart health, for, you know, for your metabolism, all of that. And I would say, you know, starting off, you know, you definitely want to kind of ease into it. If you haven't done any cardio or it's been a while, you just want to kind of ease into it. And it could be as simple as going for a 10 or 15 minute walk and then kind of building on that. Um, I would say that for building muscle, so, you know, it's getting moving and then you kind of get to that next stage of, okay, I wanna build muscle. So for example, on the bike, when I'm building muscles, like my quads or something, it's a matter of changing the cardio. So um, if you can envision when I'm pedaling on the bike, you know, I have a certain cadence going based, you know, based on kind of what I'm trying to accomplish. So if I increase the gear to make the force on the pedal more difficult and my cadence will naturally go down because then it'll start to feel like I'm, I'm pedaling through like sand or mud, mm -hmm. that specific type of cardio is building strength and muscle in my, in my legs, in my quads. It's a strength building bike workout. So I don't need to do any squats. I can do squats, but I don't need to um, if I have something like that incorporated into my routine. Um, same thing with like, let's say, okay, I don't have a bike. I don't cycle. Well, things like, you know, walking or jogging or running up hills. So you're carrying that body weight up that hill. You're recruiting those muscles, um, and stressing those muscles out in a good way 
um, to again, to damage them, to then repair them and then to recover and then repair them. So, you know, when you're, when you're doing cardio, you can build muscle just by adjusting, you know, kind of how the exercise is working. So another a good example of that would be like the burpee, which is, mm. which is also, so if you're doing a bunch of fast burpees, your heart rate is shooting up but you're, you're lifting all that body weight when you're exploding into that jump on the burpee. And so again, you're, you're building that muscle um, in, in, the, in the course of doing that cardio workout. So um, yeah. Okay, I hate a burpee. You just took <laughs> I hate burpees. It is like the single exercise. I know it's good for you. I know, Gigi. Oh, I hate a burpee. <laughs> Let me ask you about how many days a week really does it take if you're really trying to change your body and you really want to gain muscle and look different and gain that yeah. strength and be stronger? How many days a week are we talking about? And how, how long, you know, how much should you be putting on in on those days that you're working? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. This is what I tell my, my clients. All right. So I say five days a week, six minutes a day. I know for some people they're like, huh? Um, because they heard 30 minutes a day, you know, a couple days a week, but that is, I don't think that's, that's not going to get you the goals that you just outlined. So mm -hmm. if you're really trying to transform and, you know, it, it, and really just take control of your health, you want to invest, you know, five days a week, um, an hour each day, and then mix it up. You want to do a combination of cardio, um, resistance, and strength training. You might want to throw in a, um, some time doing some core work or in some yoga, stretching. Um, so you want to you want kind of a balance of those things. And um, you know, I would say the cardio piece of it um, should be a combination of both you know, just kind of endurance level cardio where you're just kind of keeping a, a constant heart rate of, um, you know, let's just say it's, it's, it's difficult. So you're breathing hard, but um, it's not so difficult that you can't talk. But then you also want those vigorous days where you're, you're shooting your heart rate up and then you're bringing it back down to recover and then you're shooting it back up and then you're bringing it back down to recover. And that's where you'll, you know, when you mix it up that way, it, you know, you get, you get the best results. So that's like, for example, for it, and I get that and I've done that and I do like working out that way, but for people who may not be able to wrap their heads around that, for example, it may be, um, you know, maybe walking at a fast pace for two minutes, maybe doing a jog for a minute, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then just kind of like within five minutes, maybe moving at a different pace within five minutes, correct? Right, for, right. For a total time of 45 minutes. Let's right, say. 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and on those vigorous days, you know, and it, you do have a little, you have a warm-up period, and then you want to definitely cool down. You don't want to just, you know, just jump right into it. Um, so, so you want to leave some time, and I like what you said about the 45 minutes, because you, you have a little bit of a warm-up period. So let's just say, yeah, you're walking around a track or something or on a trail. And so you spend, you know, maybe the first 10 minutes just walking, you know, kind of gradually increasing the speed with which you're walking. So you can kind of feel your heart rate start to go up. And then you do go into like a little jog or something that will 
get you out of breath and then you then you walk it off and then you get yourself out of breath and then you walk it off and you just keep doing that you know for that duration and then for the last you know five to seven minutes or whatever you're just walking nice and gradually so your heart rate comes down to kind of that normal breath and that is a successful vigorous workout yeah, yeah, I, I, I know it is. It, and, and I love those kinds of workouts. I'm looking at the time and I want to run out of time before we get back into the Daniel Fast um, that you guys are doing. Tell me about the program um, and how it works and how people can, you talked a little bit about this, about how they can really learn how to eat healthier, but just tell us about the program that you guys Yeah, have. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we combine both faith and whole food plant-based nutrition. and um, we're combining the two because as women of faith, we know that God wants us healthy. I mean, when, when we think about, um, you know, what's in the Bible, but also just, you know, even if you're not someone who reads the Bible regularly um, and knows, you know, all the scripture, if you just think, if you know you're a spiritual person or a person of faith and you you know you have a purpose whether you're a parent whether you're a school teacher or you know even a journalist um that you, in order for you to be at your best you have to be healthy and food and lifestyle are so integral to you being healthy and so what this program does is it it's it's the perfect balance of both faith and scripture and devotional and that looking inward and, and building that relationship with God with the practical piece of understanding whole food plant-based nutrition and, and understanding, you know, what should I eat? How should I eat? How can I sustain this? You know, what do I need to do? And so we have it broken out into four weeks and um, each week we cover a, a set of topics um, for that week. And, um, and so that way people can, and there's a journal, there's journal promptings and devotionals and everything that's along with that, as well as like a food journal to kind of help you to better understand your relationship with food. And the goal with this is to bring God into your health journey. And so we look at things like emotional eating. A lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people struggle with um, using food to comfort and to try and repair you know, um, emotions and, and things that are hurting them. And, um, and so, you know, this is a way to kind of tap into why that's happening and then coming up with specific strategies for those types of triggers. Um, you know, if, if you know that, for example, the holidays are such a big trigger for a lot of people where, you know, for the months of November and December, it's just like, you know, it's too much. They, they can't stay on this healthy path. They, they go off and they just, you know, and so what we do is we help people to kind of tap into one understanding and recognizing what those triggers are and then coming up with strategies to manage through that, to stay on course. And um, what's, what I love about the program is that we, um, this community that we're building of people who are at different stages in the journey, um, helping each other out and and supporting each other and so it's it's almost like it's becoming like a family if you will um uh, we've got women who went through the first round with us back in august 
um, who are coming back to give testimonials mm -hmm. um, for how it has helped them. And, um, and, and their stories, I know, will resonate with people who are just starting out, you know, who are just kind of dipping their toes into this. And so, you know, we're learning from each other, we're providing that support, we're providing that education so that when they come off of the four weeks, um, and our goal is to make healthy living a new normal for, the, for those going through the program, we give them all the all the the information they need in order to be successful to sustain it. Now, when people sign up for the program, they have it for life. So, um, if you know if if it's one of these things, and you know people adapt and change at different you know in different ways, that if um, they go through it, they're successful, successful, and then something happens, and they're like, oh, I felt you know I kind of went away. I need to regroup and reset. Yeah. So we had a we had someone who, um, th who actually joined the program because they were doing really well and then COVID hit mm -hmm. and they just, they were just like, it, it just, it was too much for them. I mean, <laughs> and so they joined the program in it and it was a reset for them and they, and they're still on track there. You know, it was just, that was just what they needed when they needed it. And um, so she's, she's shared her story before. And so, but you have the program for life, so you can jump back on it. You know, you can get back into it because we, the course is ongoing. You could take it at your own pace, but we do have, you know, scheduled um, times of the year where we go live and do more group coaching um, with the people going through the course. And so right now is kind of what we're doing. So we're going to be doing group coaching um, the last two Sundays in January and the first two in February, where we'll have live sessions with um, people in the course um, to help them, you know, provide support and also um, answer questions. We do it naturally through the course, you know, through the um, exchange and the comments and the interaction that we have within the course, but um, we have the added live component a few times a year. So. I love that. I love that. I, I really love this program. Um, I did want to ask you about something else. Um, I, um, I heard that you created a bunch of workshops and workouts that people can do at home. This is separate from the Daniel Fest, but I didn't want to leave that out if it was something you wanted to promote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have, um, I have a series of different at-home videos that people can do um, that, I, that I created actually for my clients when I was, my fitness studio shut down for COVID. And so I created just a, a um, you know, just a portfolio of different videos that people can do at home um, that are, you know, they're, you can make them more challenging, but they're, they're largely just basic exercises that most people, you know, probably will find doable. Um, there's a few that might be a little more complex, and I talk through that, but most of them, I would say 90% of it is something I think most people can, um, you know, just add into their routine. I call them little exercise snack breaks. Um, or, <laughs> or they could be added to, so we talked about the walking, like if someone's, you know, incorporating, you know, daily walks and jogs into their routine, this could be done, you know, either after that or on another day. So it kind of helps to kind of balance out, you know, any cardio work you're doing with some kind of core and resistance strength work, um, using body weight and, um, or minimal amounts of equipment. I love that. Well, Gigi, it has been a pleasure. 
Um, I know we'll oh. be talking again on this journey and um, I'll be talking to your partner in crime um, on an IG live <laughs> coming up, but I will be participating. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm sure I will enjoy it thoroughly. So I'm glad that we had an opportunity to meet and I had to find, and I got the opportunity to find out more about your program because uh, it was through that IG live that I was like, I should be doing this. <laughs> I should be, this sounds great. It's like everything I'm looking for. So I, I can't wait. I can't wait to do it. But thank you for coming on the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jackie. It has been my pleasure. <laughs> Okay, great. That is perfect. Gigi, thank you so much. You have such great information and the way you explain it, I think people will really get. Well, so. good. I, I hope so. That's my goal. That's yeah. what I want to, I want to help people. I mean, that's why I quit my corporate job to do this, to help people. So that's what I Well, mission accomplished. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to your day. I got to catch up with what's going on with this anarchy in DC. But I'm sure I will talk. Now, oh, let me ask you this, because I haven't officially signed up yet, but I'm about to. Can I still, because it's starting on Monday, right? Well, the four-day challenge starts Monday. Yeah. And okay. then the, cor the course will um, happen like on the heels of that. So you start the four-day challenge and then you slide into the course. Yeah. But you can start at any time, right? I mean, yeah. you know, because I'm going to post this episode on Saturday. Uh -huh. So people hearing it then will still have an opportunity, even if they want to start on Monday yes. to do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Yep. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Ooh, I told you that was going to be a good one, right? Did you enjoy it as much as I did? <laughs> well, let me tell you, my biggest takeaway is that we have to know what we're putting in our bodies and what those foods do to and for our bodies. We need to start thinking as food as not just something that we enjoy, but that it can also be fuel for our bodies and medicine for our bodies. What was your takeaway from this episode? Hey, leave me a comment because I really want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you think about these guests, about these topics, and about what I'm doing here with the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. And subscribe to the show because there are going to be more great guests, more great topics, more things to help you be your healthy best. And be sure to follow us on social media at Vegan Sexy Cool. And then head over to our website, vegansexycool.com, so you don't miss out on all our content that is going to help you get your vegan life. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and stay sane.